Hi, everyone. You are listening to Beyond, and I'm your host, Dr. Flora. Listen, life is hard. You don't have to do it alone. As a mindset coach, physician, mom, and an infertility warrior, I have mastered techniques to help move you towards contentment and growth. I can't wait to go along with this crazy-ass life journey with you while making sure you feel like your best self. This podcast is meant to have you feel unstuck from your rut and less alone. Let's do this. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first official episode of the Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Flora. I am so excited to be here with you all, and I'm so excited to connect with each and every one of you. So let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about life checkboxes. I think we've all had our life checklist set, you know, boxes that we need to meet in order to be happy. But my question to you is, who made these checkboxes up? Where do your checkboxes stem from? Is it your family, society, culture, siblings, other family members? Are you living your life for others? Now, if you answered yes, Today is your lucky day. (laughs) I am going to give you eight key tips on how to empower yourself and make your own life checklist that aligns with your authentic self, a checklist that's fulfilling and creates contentment and allows you to live beyond what is set to our norm. Before I delve into how to live beyond those traditional checklists, it would be helpful to learn about my own journey on how I broke free from the societal, cultural, and familial expectations that were set. Let's start in the year 2019. This year changed your girl inside and out to her core. I'm telling you, if you knew me then, I promise you, you wouldn't recognize me now. I don't even recognize my old self anymore. In late 2018, I was diagnosed with secondary infertility. Most of you know I have a child. So yes, I have a child and I'm infertile. I had no issues conceiving Gia, but when we tried to expand our family, we couldn't. And in early 2019, I started my journey with in vitro fertilization. I hadn't heard of secondary infertility before I was diagnosed with it, and I work in the medical field, so I assume many haven't heard of it either. For those who aren't familiar, secondary infertility is the inability to conceive or have a full-term pregnancy after prior having children without intervention, medical intervention. So let's pause here. I just wanted to say, I hope you find similarities between you and me by listening to how I've become the person I am today. My overall goal, I've said it before, my overall goal is to make you feel less alone. I've had felt stuck for a long time. Like, you know, the feeling when everything on the outside seems great, but you're still not feeling happy. You still feel like there's more. And You feel like everyone else is doing life seamlessly, and for some reason, you're not. And for some reason, you feel behind. But in reality, you're not behind. You're killing it. So why do you feel stuck? As women, especially South Asian women, 
We are pitted against each other starting at a very young age, always comparing, always one-upping. Growing up, my inner dialogue became, there is not enough room at the top. You must perform better than her. You must look better than her. You must know how to cook, how to clean, serve, have a lucrative career, all better than her. You must be better. Now y'all tell me, I mean, does this sound familiar? Does this sound like your inner dialogue or even outer dialogue? Also, who's her? (laughs) I also remember when I was younger, yearning for a kinship and a sisterhood, but I never found a sustainable sisterhood in anyone around me when I was younger because, well, those around me were being groomed the same way I was, always comparing, always one-upping, always trying to be better. And I think that's why I felt so stuck for a long time because my checklist was based off of years of needing to compete when all I wanted was to bond. All that to say, if you can't find it, offer it. So here I am offering a safe space for anyone who needs it to listen, learn, cry, and most importantly, bond. Okay, back to my story about how I became unstuck. I'm just going to throw out a bunch of bullet points about me. I grew up in a traditional Gujarati household. For those who don't know, Gujarat is a state in India. It is the only dry state and is traditionally pretty strict, pretty conservative. I am the oldest child of three. I grew up in a very small town in West Virginia in a town with under 10 Indian families. I later moved to the West Coast, and it was 10 times bigger, 10 times more diverse, and literal culture shock for me. I'm an internal medicine physician. I started my mindset coaching business in 2022. I'm married to my college sweetheart, Sanjay, who's also a physician saving baby lives, and we have a beautiful daughter named Gia. Now, I know what you're thinking. Check, check, check. I know these highlights seem like, okay, she met all these checkboxes like a good little Indian girl. But you know there was a point where I lived and breathed by these checkboxes. I was on my way to have it, quote unquote, all. I graduated medical school. I got married to the love of my life who my parents just happened to love more than me. (laughs) He was also a doctor. We both matched into residency together, which is basically training programs for doctors. We were in Southern California. We bought a house. We have a beautiful baby girl. So the natural next step in my life checklist at that time was, well, to have more kids. Just as an FYI, back then, my checkboxes for family planning were have kids, note the plural. I wanted them three years apart because I think two years might kill me and four years seemed too far apart. I wanted two or three kids depending on like what my body looked like. And ideally, a mix of both genders. Are you rolling your eyes? Because I'm rolling my eyes right now. Like, my eyes are basically stuck in the back of my head because (laughs) this sounds so silly to me. And it sounds silly because back then, my contentment was based off of these checkboxes that I later realized I really didn't have much control over. I was waiting to be happy until after I met the above checklist. I'm going to say this again. I was waiting to be happy. A little note about family planning, look, everyone's wants, needs are different. What makes them content is different. You listen to your gut. There is no right or wrong when it comes to family planning, except for what works for your heart. 
Okay. So anyway, I was diagnosed with infertility. I couldn't grow my family, which of course led to an empty series of Indian women checkboxes. And that led me to spiral out of control. The infertility process, it's crazy. It's nutty. It's complete chaos. Yes, it's based on science, but it is a mean game of probability. Regardless of where you are in the process, egg retrievals, in vitro, IUI, this whole thing is a second job. For me, I remember having at the very minimum weekly blood draws, ultrasounds, meticulously timed oral vaginal injectable medications throughout the day, regular phone calls, procedures, and guess what? At any point in time, that entire fucking schedule can change at a drop of a hat. Mind you, during this shit show time of my life, I was working as a full-time physician, building my medical practice, battling a Los Angeles commute, trying to figure out my toddler, balancing my marriage and my husband's schedule, who was then still training and whose schedule was just as unpredictable as my IVF. I felt different. I mean, I was different. My brain was so high on this roller coaster of grief, sorrow, anger, frustration, envy, that I'm telling you right now, I don't even have core memories of my life at that time. I don't remember anything. I needed to be perfect, and anything less than was failure. And failure was not okay. I wanted to be and needed to be a perfect mom, wife, daughter, a perfect little Indian woman meeting all of these checkboxes because according to what I was taught while growing up, I could live my life happily finally when those checkboxes were marked off. Again, who is making these checkboxes? Like, why do we do this to ourselves? I mean, I was living, I was life, and I was marking off one checkbox after the other. I would immediately move on to the next one. I was waiting to coast in life. I was waiting for my happily ever after. And I thought after meeting these checkboxes, things would get easier. But guess what? Shit got harder. And I was confused because I was taught the exact opposite. Yeah, I did meet most of my good Indian woman life checkboxes, and I was determined to meet more, but at what cost? I remember the exact point in time where I had a wake-up call. I was at home. I had my daughter with me and I just needed some love. So I asked Gia, hey Gigi, can you give mommy a hug? But you're a sick mommy. I can't give you a hug mommy because you have so many ouchies. After multiple IVF rounds, which involved many injections, I had scar tissue built up around my lower belly and hips. I had bruises on my arms from repetitive blood draws. I had bruises on my abdomen and I would wince every time my daughter would give me a hug. I would have crying spells from the physical and mental pain of this roller coaster journey and my daughter was afraid. I was labeled as sick mommy. And that was a moment. I knew I had to change something. I had to do something with this section of my checklist. I don't know what it was, whether to pause, pivot, throw the whole checklist away. And I didn't know what the correct answer was at that time, but I knew I had to learn to ground myself in gratitude despite not meeting these checkboxes right away. I had to do that so I could be the best mom I could be. And furthermore, the best partner, doctor, daughter, sister, friend, 
the best of me. And spiraling over not meeting these series of checkboxes was definitely not the way. We went through a lot of these options with this family planning section. We paused on IVF. We pivoted our plans. We went back to IVF. We tried to conceive without medical intervention. But eventually, we came to a decision. After multiple unsuccessful cycles, devastating miscarriages, we decided to stop pursuing more IVF rounds. We decided to stop trying. We decided that we were going to run with everything we have in our lives and live it as a beautiful family of three. Now, more about how we actually came to that decision in a later episode, so I can't wait to walk you guys through that. But friends, what I'm trying to say is beyond what my family looked like, beyond my journey in medicine, beyond everything that I had here on the surface, I had to truly find what made me happy. Yes, my accomplishments, those societal checkboxes did overlap with my true checklist. And yes, some of those did contribute to my happiness. But I needed to know how to live my life with contentment and peace without the unneeded pressures of these external checklists other than what is stemming from my own personal goals and ambitions. Are you ready to find peace too? Well, I want you to grab a piece of paper or jot some stuff down on your phone. And if you're in your car or out walking, do these mentally. Like I truly want you to pause the podcast and take a few moments to do this exercise. First, I want you to jot down your current life checklist. Give yourself a few moments to review them. Ask yourself, are these my boxes? Are they my parents? Are they related to a family member, siblings, society? Is it a mixture of everything? Now, I know there are some logistical checkboxes that we need to keep, right? Like food, shelter, job. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the checklist outside of these logistics. Okay, pause the podcast, do it now, (laughs) and write your list. Okay, now that you guys are back, you have your list in front of you, I want you to go grab another sheet of paper or open up a new document on your phone, laptop, in your mind, compartmentalize that current checklist, start with a brand new one. It's time to make your own checkboxes. Go a step further even. Think outside of what you told yourself or someone else told you that the norm was. And I want you to rely on these eight tips to make sure that your life checklist is for you. Okay, you ready? Number one, self-reflect on your values, interests, passions that truly bring you joy and fulfillment. You need to figure out your now in order to shape your future. So understanding yourself is a first step to creating a life that aligns with your authentic self. Number two, define what success means to you. Don't forget to challenge those conventional definitions. So what does it mean to you? Is it financial? Is it true contentment? Is it getting that promotion? Is it um, getting healthy, having nice things, whatever it is, make sure that those checkboxes are authentic to you and you only, and it doesn't stem from envy, superficial needs, comparison. Okay. Number three, be okay with failure. 
<laughs> That's a scary statement because I know a lot of South Asians have been groomed into not taking a risk, right? We crave stability just as human beings. But if you think about it, in reality, our immigrant parents took the biggest risk by moving across the world and starting a new life. Like, isn't that ironic? It's okay to fail because that's when we grow. That's how we learn. For example, we all learn to walk, right? How did we do that? By falling, learning, pivoting, and getting right back up and trying again. So truly let go of that fear of judgment that may come with failure. Remember, failure doesn't last long. They're just small blips. Go ahead, put up a new goal. Add a new checkbox on that list. Number four, be comfortable with the growth mindset. Just know you are capable to learn, adapt, and be better. We all have different starting points, but we all have the ability to learn, work hard, and achieve our goals. I mean, that's essentially what this podcast is about, right? How to achieve a growth mindset. Don't limit yourself. Don't box yourself in. Know your natural strengths and also know that you can always work on your areas of improvement. So write down goals regardless of your strengths and areas of improvement. Just know that you can always learn and progress. Number five, surround yourself with supportive people who encourage your growth and who are your cheerleaders. Now I know that you know that you have people around you who do not fill your cup, that make you feel less than, that are envious, that are just truly not happy for you and everything that you've worked hard for. How are you supposed to stick to your authentic self when you are surrounded by superficial negative energy and extra brain clutter? Which leads me to my next point, number six, boundaries, boundaries, and oh, more boundaries. (laughs) Learn to say no to things that don't align with your goals and values and distance yourself from people who are not rooting for you. You know what this does? This creates space for the things that truly matter to you. It'll create space for your checklist and not anyone else's. Number seven, be ready to adapt and be flexible because life is going to throw you obstacles and you must be ready to pivot. Remember, your checklist doesn't have to be black or white. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing. Allow some wiggle room in your checklist to allow for unexpected life changes. It is okay. Last but not least, celebrate those small wins. I want you to put that on your checklist. Like give yourself some time and space to celebrate those small goals while you're trying to achieve the bigger ones. I've been there when I was jumping from one goal to the other. I was never satisfied because I was immediately moving on to the next one. I was waiting to feel content and grateful. So acknowledge, celebrate your achievements, no matter how big, how small. Recognize your progress can help you stay motivated and focused on your unique checklist. That's it. So now that you've made your new checklist, compare it with your old one. Some boxes may overlap, some may surprise you, but take the ones that don't fulfill you, write it on a third document, tear that shit up and throw it away. This symbolizes that your happiness does not depend on a superficial checklist that does not fulfill you. I really hope this exercise brings you some clarity on your next step. Remember that creating your own path is a personal and ongoing process. It's about living authentically, unapologetically, and intentionally 
making choices that align with your true self rather than conforming to external expectations. My mission here is to help you feel unstuck using tools and techniques that have helped me, that have helped my patients and my personal coaching clients. It took me a long time to realize that I wasn't doing life alone. I mean, that's why I started coaching. That's why I started this podcast. I recognize a number of accomplished, intelligent, driven women who felt what I was feeling, the constant pressure to perform, imposter syndrome, people-pleasing cycles, decreased bandwidth to process their emotions. When on paper, they got it all. They got their entire checklist done, marked off, ready to move on to the next. Let me also clarify that I'm not blaming our parents or society for our hardships. You can't teach something that you've never learned, and you don't know what you don't know. We are privileged to be in this space. Our immigrant parents sacrificed a lot to give us the space and time to work on ourselves and move forward, all with their support. I recognize the privilege, and I want you to keep that in the back of your mind too. So throw away that stereotypical traditional checklist. Get your own list on board and in front of you. I have my own Flora checklist, and I can't wait to hear yours. Thank you so much for joining and spending your precious time here with me. As someone who prioritizes her energy, I am so grateful that you chose to spend yours here. To help me help you, please take an extra 30 seconds of your time to rate and review the podcast on your listening platform. For more tips and a behind the scenes look into my life, follow me on Instagram at Dr. Flora Sinha. That's Dr. Flora Sinha. Finally, connecting with you truly fills my cup. So DM me on Instagram, email me at florasinhamd at gmail.com. Repost if you love this episode. I love, love hearing from you. I am so grateful for you and cannot wait to be back for the next episode. Bye.